Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm Dana here in studio, properly socially distanced with producer Sharp. If this is your first time listening, we have over 300 episodes in the bank. You can go back and listen to all of them. If you can't get to a meeting right now, which is completely understandable, you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. Please do. We welcome you. And if you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and like us because it makes me happy. Gives me a reason to wake up tomorrow. And uh, a lot's happened since we've talked to you last. <laughs> Usually we do a weekly roundup like after we drop the episode. But this week we're doing kind of a prequel to the weekly roundup because a lot has happened. It's Well, it's been a couple of months. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, COVID happened. The revolution happened. You know, every every The apocalypse happened. Everything yeah. happened. And, and so... We had we've been recording some episodes. We have been recording episodes, and we had been talking about how, um, in order for us to really do consistent the way that we really want to do things, we were gonna we want to build up our library before we started releasing. Um, and so we've been holding on to a couple of episodes for a little bit, and then um, we were talking about it. We we're like, okay, let's you know we've got three in the clan. Let's drop let's drop this one. But I go. We haven't been on. And, and right, we gotta explain where we've been. You we, can't just like show up. It's we, like oh, I'm sorry. Who who are yeah, you? Like, where oh, have you been? Here here's this one episode and uh it's only, you know, thirty minutes long and you know this is our guest. See you later. Right. <laughs> and and then come back the next day. It felt it just felt a little off. So and you know, and we are doing this a little bit earlier in the week. We usually rec- you know pr- um, release things on Wednesday, Thursdays, or Fridays. This one we're gonna um, we're gonna drop this. We're recording this on a Monday. This is the first time we've seen each other in months. Not months. Oh my god! I know. I was like, why does your hair seem so long? Long and gray. <laughs> I and, and no, everything. I can't see the gray from here. I'm just like, oh, the your gray hair is, seems the gray really is very long. prominent. I need to like take a toothbrush with dye to the to the roots. Yeah, I did that. I did a shit job too on myself. <laughs> like total um, COVID dye on but, my head. Uh yeah, I, I have been coming into the studio um not to record but just to check in on things every like twi- once or twice a month. But um uh today uh I was you know, like things are slowly kind of, you know, quote unquote getting back to normal, whatever that is. But, you know, um I was in town to take care of a couple of things, and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in studio today. And so I I met with a couple of socially distanced with a couple of uh, shows. And so here we are, and we want to record this kind of just this weekly roundup, but it's a pre-roundup to just talk about life and what's going on. Um, What we have coming up tomorrow is actually really pretty relevant. It was actually... A really, really great conversation with one of my other shows, um, uh, Brian Copeland. Brian Copeland, I do. Yeah, uh, he was great. We, I, I do um, a weekly commentary show with him and called Copeland's Corner, and then he just recently uh, debuted a new uh, podcast called Beating the Demon, which is about depression. Which I was like, you need to come on, Dude, Dana's yeah. show, and you need to talk to Dana because we're meant to, we're meant to be friends, and, he and I. And, and exactly what happened happened. You guys, it had was a great episode. I know. Yeah, I could have talked to him all day. You guys I know. had like this wonderful conversation, and he's a radio guy. He's like, he's, he's, which always helps. It always helps when somebody knows how to talk into a microphone. That's my favorite yeah, thing. And, and, my fave. But he knew 
he knew how to deliver, and then he also knew what questions to ask you, which I thought was great. So, well, that's just, I mean, that to me just showed his humility and like what a good person he is that he's actually curious about other people. That just showed how not self centered he is. <laughs> and that just showed me that like he works on himself. If he's, he's actually curious about other people and wants to ask me about me, I mean, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful trait to have. Yeah, and when you learn about beating the demon, and we're actually going to preview. We're going to give a bonus of putting one of his episodes. Yes, at the end of this episode, we are going to play you one episode of beating the demon. And before you're like, oh my god, that's so long. I'm going to be home. No, you. What is it like? Three minutes long? It's literally three minutes, and that includes the intro really and the outro. Oh my god, I've got so good at timing stuff in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so it's three minutes long, and that's so. At the end of the show, you're going to hear Brian Copeland talking about. Um, I think the subject is this too shall pass. Right. If I'm not mistaken. And I chose that one because it's super 12-steppy, and it totally applies to me. And it also applies to you and everybody else on the planet right now. Oh, so. yeah. Everybody is... Uh, and, you know, it's 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 interesting because I produce these every day. Or not, I, I produce them in chunks because it's a daily podcast. Mm-hmm. And I hear... I get to listen to these little tidbits that he puts out. And when I hear them, I'm just like, oh, these things are... They're very relate, like yeah. They're very they're helpful. They're, yeah, they're life hacks. You know, total. That's an excellent description. They're totally life hacks. Somebody was just saying to me yesterday, like we were talking about some AA literature, uh, something called Drop the Rock. I don't know if it's official literature, but it's it's about like step six and seven and character defects. And and the girl we were talking to goes, I feel like that would help me. I feel like some AA stuff would help me. And I'm like, God forbid I say that because then I'll get sent to Al-Anon. But yes, it would. And everybody should read 12-step literature. <laughs> Honestly, like it'll help everybody. But yeah, no, Brian, like he he's not a 12-stepper. He's not one of us, speaking of myself. But he's got great advice. And um, he's but, very but he relatable. Did, he did quit drinking, though. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But Because, um, I mean, alcohol is a depressant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at and so we recorded this and um, we put this one in the can and then we had another episode that was really good that's going to be next week. That's going to be Bruce. Bruce, yeah, great. Bruce is great. And we've got some other people lined up. It's Jen after that, mm-hmm. Mike after that, Mike. And so we've got we've got a bunch of stuff kind of coming up, but we wanted to talk about. But the thing that was interesting was I don't know if you know it's interesting or what, but it's just like what's happening in the world. And then I had an experience with you oh, one God. day. And yeah, I had a I had a catastrophic experience. Oh my gosh! And that day, I like, mean, fucking. Ca- when I say catastrophic, I'm not fucking around. I, I mean, it was. Oh, I'm not just using that word lightly. And you and I, I guess we've never really. You talked- were on the phone with me. That's the crazy part. Well, I and via Bluetooth. <laughs> that day had sections, mind you, too, because we. Right. Yeah, we, we we had stuff to talk about earlier. We were talking. We were we were having a conversation before then, and then I had to go to Whole Foods and get some stuff for the bear. Yeah, and then, yeah. And, well, and and during that conversation, you had a little bit of a breakdown, right? And yeah, you you pulled over and cried it out, and yeah, and and I felt like you were you were better. I was, and, and, and I absolutely was. And so we we just kind of uh, you were well enough to keep me on speakerphone and continue to drive, right? And, I was fine. And then this other incident happened, and it was just like total, complete breakdown to the point where I wouldn't let you off the phone because I was afraid that if I hung up with you, I might die. <laughs> you were going to drive to the tenderloin and 
Oh, no, Probably crack would have made that everything worse. <laughs> I mean, but heroin, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you get that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, and don't so share. Yeah, don't I know do you're right. Why did I just almost say that? God, why did I want to such an ass? All right, but so let me, so just to go into the story, what happened was I was driving in the financial district downtown around where GoTo Productions is, uh, a little down the street by Safeway, and uh, I'm driving behind a person, and I say person because I have no idea who's in this car because the windows were tinted. It was a blue Honda. No idea who's in the car. So first they blow through a stoplight and almost kill a woman in a wheelchair. That freaked me out. Then we get to the next stoplight. Somebody had to yank their baby stroller back on the... I have never seen a baby almost fall out of a stroller because the mom yanked them back so quick because a car drove through and almost killed the baby. Never seen that in my life. And I'm like... I, I Inside of me somewhere is a vigilante. So, yeah, I was like, I wish I had a gun. I'd kill this dude or whoever's in the car. Um. Anyway, then we get to another stop sign... And the person backs up, and I mean at like 50 miles an hour, like they're going to plow right into me, at which point I honk, at which point the person gets out of their car. Guess what? It's a woman. Uh, unfortunately, my window was down, and she grabbed me out of my car by my hair, and she grabbed me by the throat and hit me in the throat. And the thing is, if it were any other situation, if it were not in the times of protests and riots and COVID-19... I would have killed this person. But right now, I'm in a position where I can't call the police because they're not dealing with stuff like this. You know, this is a couple of weeks ago. This is like literally mid-riots. So, you know, picture L.A. 1993. Or like That's what we're dealing with again. Everything's on fire. Everything's scary. Everyone's on edge. I don't want to fight with anybody, but I'm dragged out of my car and I couldn't do anything about it. Uh, luckily, this little old dude took a video of it. Unfortunately, he has an Android and I have an iPhone. And I don't know if you've ever watched the conversion rate. Like when you send somebody a video from your Android phone like to an iPhone, it looks like you filmed it on a calculator from 1987. It just it looks terrible. But I have now had it transferred to somebody else's Android phone and you still cannot see the person's driver license, driver, uh, license plate. So, I mean, that sucks. You can see what ha- you can very clearly see what happened and hear everything, but that's it. Oh, you can. Yeah, but you can't see the license plate, which I means I can't do anything. But you actually saw the. But there's actually oh, yeah. more footage because the one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The one that I saw seemed like uh, if you. Guys, yeah, I'm gonna have to send it to you from from the Bears computer. Okay, because uh, yeah. what what you showed, what you sent me, what you forwarded to me, right? It was like a stop motion, like exactly. Yeah, that's what I like, know. Because all my friends who have babies and they send me these, I think they're cute it, videos it, from their Android phone. I'm like, like, I don't see what's happening. It's like one picture. And then ten seconds later, another picture. Right. And then text. And then so I was just like, I I don't see anything. Yes, because it's an Android. Uh, but yeah, so that's what that is. But I do have the conversion thing down, so you I mean you can see the video. Um, uh, and and the guy came up to my car, and I mean that I was sobbing with you still on the phone on Bluetooth, going. I uh, like. I just remember telling him my phone number, going, "This doesn't feel safe that I'm yelling my phone number out," but I did anyway. Um, I do remember one guy walking by and he got so excited because he was like, yeah, girl fight. And when he walked up on what was actually happening, he went, oh, hell no. And like walked the fuck away. 
It's like that's how toxic and upsetting this whole thing was. And the whole thing is like, you know, there's COVID, there's rioting, there's violence. I don't want to carry hate in my heart. It's it's more like it's less like I don't want to carry hate in my heart and more like I don't have the fucking luxury of carrying hate in my heart because I don't get to drink. I don't get to go home and like take a bong rip. I mean, if I did, that would not help me one bit because I'm an addict. (laughs) But I'm just saying like I've got no release except for processing stuff. So this really, really fucked me up. And I've done a lot of work on it with my sponsor. And, um, you know, there's a thing we do in the 12 steps, which is a fourth step. So I got to look at my part, right? You look at your part. What are your character defects? What's the problem? What did the person do? You look at all that. I've done that. And I had no part. My part was I honked at somebody who was trying to back up end of the front of my car. Yeah, guess what? I fucking get to do that. I didn't honk when she almost killed a baby and an elderly woman in a wheelchair. I didn't honk at all. I was just like, whoa. But I honked when she was about to murder me with the back end of her fucking car. She must, Maybe she was on something. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Oh. I, I mean, I literally was so freaked out. I could not even tell you well, yeah, if she I looked mean, like, high or drunk or you anything. You were so out of it that you didn't realize. Cause I, I've I, never been so fucking terrified. Because the way that, from what I heard, because basically you and I were talking, and then I did hear you honk, and I heard you say like something along the lines of, like, oh, somebody's like trying to kill me in their car, or right. something along those lines. Yep. And then, um, and then I heard somebody... Get out of the car, and then you were like, wait. Like, I guess, like, you, something about, like, hold on, wait, something's happening. Like, in that, like, I can't remember exactly what, it was so fast. Yeah, it was one of I those know, things me too, me so too. Fast. I don't remember any of this part that you're talking but about. you were, basically, you told me to just, like, hold on, something's about to happen. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. And then I heard the woman Must yelling. Must be so scary to be on the other line. The, the other woman yelling at you. Right. And then I th- I wasn't sure if you were the aggressor because oh I, right because I thought you like I couldn't tell it was so out of cra- it was so crazy right I, it's you like, had I didn't no know idea like, like you were just there in my car well, and in my ear but because, you couldn't see anything that I saw for three minutes but I also but the the crazy thing is is that I could see um or I thought it was you getting angry <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> of course you so, did so I was like. Oh my god, is she like about to fight this for like what like what is I thought you were getting all excited too. I wish like take me back to, you know, 2011 or something where I could have gotten excited and fought somebody. But, <laughs> but then what happened next was all of a sudden I then I just heard like like a like kind of like a scuffling mm-hmm. and like the car door open again. I have no idea that you're being pulled out of your car by your hair. Mm. That was the most upsetting moment in my life because I could have hit her back in the neck so much fucking harder than she hit me. Like, I mean, I know I haven't worked out in a few months because COVID, but I can knock somebody the fuck out. And it's like, if the situation was different, I would have done that. It doesn't matter what matters to me as a sober alcoholic and a clean drug addict is that I don't have the fucking luxury to carry hatred and rage in my heart. I just don't. It will eat me the fuck alive. 
So uh, that's that's one thing I've been like, you know, forward stepping about and writing about is that, uh, you know, I got abused. I had no fucking part in it. And how is it causing me to react differently to the world? Like, how am I looking at the planet differently? How am I behaving differently? How am I responding to people differently? How am I being a shit? You know, that's that's basically what it boils down to. It's like if somebody, you know, um, burns all of the books you have in your house and then uh, this dude, you God, I am the worst analogy maker. What is wrong with me? I was about to say if somebody burns all the books you have in your house and then, you know, you become a book hoarder. That is the worst analogy in the world. And I, you know what? I know there's three people out there. There's definitely three people out there that are going, I get it. <laughs> and hey, I love you three people. Because everybody else is looking at me like, dude, what a dumbass. What, the, what is she even talking about? Including me. Yeah, especially, me like especially you. Especially you. And I, I know your face is like, what? what? <laughs> but yeah, no, how am I using this situation to respond to the world? That's the problem. That's my problem. And that's all I can fix because I can't fix her. And I certainly can't fix the, the, you know, the climate that we're in right now and the state that the world is in. I mean, that's the last thing I can fix. And so is she. Like, I'm powerless over people, places, and things, mm-hmm. especially her. No idea who she is as a person and what was going on with her that day. Yeah, and I, I guess to finish it, I, like, we, I don't even know how this thing ended because all I know is that, and you don't even remember this, is what I heard was that somebody did tried to break you up like yeah I, that that little man who filmed it yeah um no there was somebody else because that guy came later there was actually somebody that was like separating you or something like all because all i just heard was like uh i heard a uh a man that was different than the guy that came up are you to sure you. he was separating us or was he the guy that came up with his phone wanting to film it and then went oh hell no I don't want no, anything no. to do with this. No, no, no. He came up and he was like, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to help. Like, like, he was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and he was like, he and he was just like, I'm trying. To, and then I think maybe you were like reactionary or something or something. I, I can't hear anything. I didn't know what was going on with you. And I just heard him go, uh, I'm just trying to help the situation or something like that. I'm trying to help. Yeah, it wasn't me because I wasn't being violent. And um, I wasn't grabbing some throat and uh oh see hear that see there by the way prime example the anger's not gone just so everybody knows so keeping it real i didn't know and then i thought what was i didn't know what where you were or what had happened like all like and then i just hear you sobbing yeah and then i was just never i haven't i don't know when the last time i've been that devastated and i just i was i just heard you crying and i thought like cops were gonna come i like i didn't know i thought some i didn't know like i wasn't expecting you to call the cops but i was thinking that at this point i would have thought somebody would i mean i was kind of sat there in my car waiting on cops to come right that's well that's what i mean it's like but guess what they don't care about during riots (laughs) you know what i mean that that's exactly what they don't want to deal with and then um and then the man that filmed it came mm. and then he was just like what's your phone number yeah. blah 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 and then that so there were like there were other people there but you like were so like it's like a blur right that you don't even and i like and i'm there i'm like just sitting there like you're like you know it's like in a movie where somebody drops a phone and the person's like hello i'm still here <laughs> What's going on? Hey, everybody. I mean, and that was definitely the first time that's happened in our relationship. <laughs> Just kidding. 
After 15 years. I don't know how many times that's happened in our relationship. That's happened a fucking lot in our relationship. But uh, yeah, no. Or and, by accident. And I was like, yeah, or by accident, exactly. Like a voicemail. Of- right, right, right. A 20 minute voicemail. Oh my gosh. Of like me taking it down. No, there's the, the, the flashback of uh, you on the phone with CM, and then she was, you know, quote unquote playing devil's advocate, and you freaked out on her. You were. You're talking about drunk times. I don't remember anything. Oh, yeah. I'll have to tell you off the air. Yeah, you'll it, tell. It, yeah, it, let's have this offline. And then we'll tell we'll tell our listeners next week. Yeah, off the cuff. <laughs> hey, how about we do an episode the following week about all the shitty shit I've done to you when I was drinking? Oh, I could do. Oh, that take like I'm gonna oh, interview. You know, yeah, you're you're getting interviewed. That could be next a new week. bit. Name what has Dana done to <laughs> producer Shar? I've got stories upon stories. I'm supposed to save them until you're dead. So. No, dude, save them until we have a fucking morning show or whatever. That's, that's all I'm saying. But um, but yeah, at least yeah, we don't have Joe Rogan to compete with anymore. Hi, oh yeah, I said it. Uh, I digress. We've done this. Is how ha- this uh, that has happened before when you've left me as like. So exactly, so anyways, it just doesn't happen very often in sobriety. So all, that was very upsetting. After all was said and done, it was it literally was like a schoolyard fight where everything happened and then everybody and then left done. and it was over. And you were left, you were in your car and you were crying. Yeah, and, and it's my heart has been crying, and, and I've been crying for two weeks now. And you, you, I was on the phone with you, and there was I couldn't do anything. You like you were. All I could do was just stay on the phone with you because I, I didn't want to let you go because I, I was so afraid of what was going to happen when I hung up with you. I know. Unless I knew that you were with somebody else and safe. Yeah. And so, and you didn't want me to call anybody. Right. And you made me promise and swear that I wasn't going to call anybody else because you were still dealing and processing. And so at one point I go, okay, if I... I didn't hang up with you for a very long time, but there was a point that you had to you had to go to you had to go to the bathroom or something, right? Right. And, and I basically was like, I go. The only way, I was like, I promise I won't call anybody. I promise I won't I won't contact anybody. But the only way that that's gonna work is every time I call or text you. You have to respond to me because if I don't hear from you, I know because I was on the phone with you like that whole night. I talked to you. Once we got off the phone, I got home. I took a piss. I came home, talked to the bear, explained it to him. He was surprisingly understanding and okay, you know. And and then uh, I talked to my mom again, and then I talked to Kathy B, and then I talked to Joelle, and then I talked to you again for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And that was my home. Like I literally, I had. I had people around me kind of that whole night. You know what I mean? Like, even if they weren't, like, in front of me, like, I had this group of, of like, I could see all of you there, basically. Because mm-hmm. I was just so in contact with people that I, the people that I'm close to, you know? Right. And, and I needed that. And it, but, but it was fucking terrifying. And I really feel like stuff like this is probably happening all over the place right now, especially in the wake of um, you know George Floyd being murdered and like just what's going on outside right now. I, I mean, it's I survived the L.A. riots, so like I've seen this happen before, and it, it, there's a lot of anger outside. Yeah. Speaking of which, you, me- you mentioned you mentioned the the riots. I actually watched that documentary L.A. ninety two. Have you seen it? Hell no, dude. I drove through it. Well, I guess <laughs> I, I guess so. 
And then, you know, like Edward James Olmos is the father of somebody you go to school with. And then you all go sweep up downtown L.A. I My story is so L.A. Yeah, no, I was going to say. But, but what was interesting is because you always mentioned the riots to me. Like when this was happening, when you know, when 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 the riots were happening here a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, right? You mentioned you know living through L.A. and all of that, and I just recently uh, I came across that because uh, uh, Bitch Talk might actually have an opportunity to talk to one of the directors of that film, mm. and so I was like, okay, well I should watch this just to you know check it out, make sure I you know do my homework before we before we have them on, and. I was 14 when that happened, you know, and it mm. was, you know, you're reminded of it. And then to experience what's happening now is, right. it, you know. Well, I mean, I drove through, it was like, I, I just remember, it, the, you know, I went to uh, L.A. County High School for the Arts and my voice and speech teacher, Mrs. Gerald, who went on to be on a, a little show that nobody's heard of called 24. Uh, <laughs> she comes out and she goes, they just had the arraignment and they let the cops off and you guys all need to go home. In my mind, right? I'm 15. I'm like, you have to twist my arm. Did you say home? Fuck this. You know, like I was, I, I was ready. I was like so excited to leave and I didn't leave. You know, I sat in what we call lot F and smoked cigarettes, which is what we did because we did not get the ser- severity of what was going on. And then when I got on the goddamn freeway and drove home, oh my God. The city was, and it's not like San Francisco. Okay, San Francisco is the size of my palm, and L.A. is the size of my butt post-COVID. Okay, I know you can't see that, but just picture a little tiny dot and then a huge thing. That That's the reality that I'm talking about. L.A. is huge, and the whole city was aflame, and it was crazy, and that went on for days. And my friends and I were like, is it over yet? And we would go out, like, because our parents were even like, I don't know. Sure, you can go to Melrose, you know, whatever we're going to do. We go out, drive down Fairfax. Oh, my God, the street's on fire again. And that exact same thing, except way worse this time, was happening again. Mm. Not way worse, but, I mean, but then again, you know what? We didn't have cell phones back then in the 90s. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was exactly the same and not worse. I, I, all I, I know is it, looked, I don't know. it scared the shit out of me this time. I feel like what's happening, well, um. I feel like what happened in Minneapolis that oh god that was oh that, oh, that yeah. was in comparison of what happened in LA. Yeah. But I think what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. at the end of what happened to the rest of the world was right. a lot of people trying to protest and 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 trying, you know, and there's a lot of people trying to make a good point and right. a lot of people trying to get some fucking free shit. And then there was and then And there, I blame the youth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel and so then, old yeah, saying then, that. It's awesome. And then the yeah, and then it was surrounded by that, you know. Right. But it was more. Yeah. It was, but it was, it was looting, but not like, not like what, not like the movie that I saw over the weekend. <laughs> oh, well, I know. It's so funny because all I got out of the L.A. riots were a free pair of Pumas and a carton of Marlboros. I swear to God, it's true. Uh, I didn't go get them, but my friend Mike did, and he was like, "Here's what I got. What do you want?" And I just remember thinking nothing of it. And I mean, I was a fucking child. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that's why they did that. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Like, now I get it. And then it's like, wait, 30 years later, the same shit's happening. What? What? How is this even real? 
So, I mean, yeah, there's, like I said, there's anger on the streets and there's hostilities. And we as clean and sober people, not just we clean and sober people, but everybody, we all need to take care of ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, whatever that means. Fucking, if you don't have a religion, maybe go get one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't meditate, start. Because you're never going to have this time again to deal with yourself and you're going to have to go back to work and you're going to have so much shit to process. And like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I have the faculties or, you know, what it takes to process this, which is why I'm so glad I'm in recovery because I've got Kathy B, you know, and, and I've got my group and I'm open about it. And on top of this, I live with basically a qualifier, you know, as they say in al My husband is, he's got untreated alcoholism. I, I love that I'm saying this on the radio. I but it's not he's not a drunk and he's not a drug addict, but it's he's got the ism and it's untreated and he has no way of dealing with it. So when he starts going through stuff, he turns it around on me. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I don't have a program and I don't have my sponsor and I don't have my girls, you know, and I, I don't have something solid going on for myself, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Super fucked. So like that's that's I like I'm working really hard just to like keep my head above water right now. And and part of us talking about it so openly right now is to let everybody know that, you know, like Oh yeah. It's dude. okay, you know? This it's- yeah, this is what happens. Like if I go through depression or I wanna relapse or like anything that happens to me, that's the whole purpose of this show is that I share it with people so that Everybody can see what it's like. There's no, you know, self-aggrandizement. Like, I'm. there's no me flaunting. Like, I'm so great. I'm not. I'm the worst. In my own (laughs) mind, I am the worst recovering person in the world. I suck, and everybody's better than me. But, like, I just want to share my experience with everybody. But you're working it out loud, and you right, know, that's and that's what I gotta do. I and, gotta do this out loud. And hopefully that helps somebody, you know. Yeah, and like, I, I gotta recover out loud because I relapsed out loud. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like, and so what, Brian? You know, going back to our episodes with our episode with Brian tomorrow, and this show that he's now, you know, you know, I'm producing with him, and yeah, he's beating the demon. It's it's dealing with this, you know, it's one of the reasons he, you know, the, the story was he was going to write a book and, um, about, you know, coping with depression cause he's had depression his whole life. And then, um, he came up with an idea for it possibly being a podcast and then, you know, COVID and everything happened and he was like, people need to hear this stuff. Yeah. And, and I think in, you know, in a weird way it's like you know you and I talk about it and you talk about it so candidly and so ferociously <laughs> about life so but, aggressively but yeah, yeah. but at the same time i mean but then you're saying you're being very open about how you feel and what you're going through and the rage that you're going through because of what happened yeah and but you're coping you know you're 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 dealing with it you know even yeah. even though I'm surviving even, yeah yeah even though you're still working through it <laughs> you're working through it right you know you're making that attempt you're yeah. not somewhere else that i was afraid that you might be right exactly <laughs> and i mean i could go there any minute and that's why i've got to like keep the reins on and make sure i'm doing the right thing and reaching out to my you know community oh man you sh- 
But if, if you wanted to see somebody like on pins and needles one day, like I, I had like work to do that day and I was texting all of the shows that I was working on. I'm just like, hey, guys, everything's going to be delayed tonight because you know what? I got some shit to deal with. <laughs> like, I was like, sorry, you're Dana up- might blow herself up. <laughs> uh you, uh, your episode is probably not going to be edited for about three or four more hours. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> and I was on the phone, and I and uh, I think I might have told you this. You know, like I've got some stuff going on with with my family, with my grandma, and I've been going back and forth to Daily City as well, taking care, you know, helping to take care of my grandma, and um. Even my little, you know, my little, you know, pre-dementia grandma was sitting there going, how is your friend? Oh. How is she? Is she still upset from the other day? Oh, how cute. <laughs> I want to adopt her. <laughs> and, oh. I, and I was like, no, she, I go, she's fine. She's okay. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't go and didn't get drugs, grandma. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now you. Uh, yeah, so I, I just wanted to share that with everybody, and producer Shar and I wanted to let you guys know where we've been and what we've got coming out for you tomorrow. Uh, so if you would like to contact us, you can call or text 415-496-9511, email radiorehab at gotoproductions.com, that's G-O-T-O productions.com, and on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And again, tomorrow on the show is Brian Copeland. And I just want to give you guys a heads up beginning July 1st. We are going to be back to our weekly scheduled program beginning with our first guest of July, Bruce. And following this prequel weekly roundup or whatever this is called that we just did, it will be a little three-minute episode of, of Brian Copeland's show, Beating the Demon, so you can know who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Thank you for listening and keep coming back. I'm Ryan Copeland. I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist. I'm not a therapist or an expert in the field of mental health. I'm a playwright. I'm an author, actor, a comedian, and a talk show host who has battled the demon known as depression since adolescence. So what I do here at Beating the Demon Monday through Friday is give you three to five minute tips on things that I do to make myself feel better in the hopes that maybe I might be able to help you feel better if you're in a funk or if you're in a dark place, especially during the times that we're living through now. And maybe along the way, we can help ease some of the stigma that surrounds this disease. It's a real difficult time we're living through right now. We've got a pandemic that's the worst in 100 years. We've got an economy that's crashed and is in the worst shape since the Great Depression. And we've got the worst civil unrest since 1968. People have what they're calling crisis fatigue. And people who aren't normally depressed are feeling depressed. But here's the thing. These are all things that we have zero control over. We got no control over the economy. We got no control over the pandemic or the civil unrest. You know, there are little things that we can do, but to let them bring us down um, is something that we shouldn't do because we can't really control it. All you can control is yourself. So when you start to go down that rabbit hole about how much the world sucks right now, and right now the world does suck, say to yourself, this too shall pass. It will, the civil unrest is going to end. The coronavirus will end, there will be a vaccine, and we won't have the pandemic anymore, and the economy will rebound, it always does. It's just a question of when. 
So when you find yourself in that place of depression and that place of anxiety because of the events in the world, just say to yourself, this too shall end. This too shall end. We'll get through this. This too shall end. And I guarantee it will at least temporarily calm you down. If you heard something here that you thought was valuable, send this podcast to somebody you know who's having a hard time. To support the show, go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It helps people to find Beating the Demon. Beating the Demon is engineered by Charlene Goto and Casey Copeland, executive producer Jaron Williams. Till next time, be well and hang on.